It's tearing up my heart when I'm with you But when we are apart, I feel it too And no matter Alright, Jerks in the fourth row, back with another episode And today, we're going to be doing a little something different We're going to get off movies, kind of And kind of more into building off steam from our last podcast Kind of more into the music scene um, Join with me, as always, this time virtually Dog, welcome Hey yo. I'm uh, very excited and ready to go. Yeah, I, well, I bet you are. No, the, the whole day, actually. The dog, dog and I were talking about what do we want to do. We actually had our pre-production meeting today about what we wanted to talk about on our next podcast. And Tim brought up the, an idea around boy bands and kind of the culture that went around that in the late 80s into the early 2000s. So as we were talking about this, we kind of butted heads on what we considered boy bands. Um, so we kind of wanted to have A, hash that out today and just B, talk everything and anything about boy bands as, as they existed throughout, throughout culture. So this has been a hot button topic and uh, we've already had heated discussion throughout the day. Uh, who'd have thought that boy bands could uh, be such a divisive topic for the two of us? Really but ignite something in us, but it did. So I literally, I literally had to stop Phil in his tracks and said, "I'd say, Doug, I think we need to just stop talking about this and hit record." Yeah, because the the conversation essentially was uh, about what a boy band is, and I, for me, I thought it was a very so. We're, the name of the episode is Boy Band Days, D A Z E. And that was like, it's more referring to the cultural upheaval, or not upheaval, but the uh, the phenomena that was the boy band craze of the 90s into early 2000s. Okay. And before we get into our own definitions or even try to craft them as we kind of just let hot air out of our bodies here, let, let me just bring in our neutral definition, with it, which we admittedly get from Wikipedia, like much of our research comes from. Um, so a boy band on Wikipedia is defined as... Um, a boy band or a boy group is loosely defined as a vocal group. Loosely, loosely defined. Loosely defined as a vocal group consisting of young male singers, usually in their teenage years or in their twenties at the time of formation, singing love songs marketed towards girls. Many boy bands dance uh, as well as sing, usually giving highly choreographed performances. So that's that is just the first two sentences, the first two lines in Wikipedia. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of what we're going to be bouncing our arguments based off of what we define as a boy band. Um, so dog, I don't know. I don't know where you want to start. Do you want to start with that definition or I thought it was important to get that, that make sure that loosely was highlighted there because that allowed us to again, build our own definitions. And I said, Google the definition of a boy band. And then this is what came up. And I was like, oh, perfect. It says loosely that we can have our own discussion over what it is. So I think Uh, the term loosely actually kind actually more gives more uh, substance to what I considered a a boy band. So uh, taking a step further, Dog came to me and said, hey, let's talk about the boy band craze, which he, which and basically, Doug, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're saying the the modern day boy band originated in the late 80s or early 90s and went through the, the 2000s. Is that is that what you're is that what sure. you're the, the era that I was was intending to talk about is absolutely starts in the in the late 80s and and peaked with the InSync and the Backstreet Boys in the mid 90s. Um and and the, the I had Phil look up the 
the term was actually coined in, I think, the, the early 90s as well. So for me, that was what the term boy band was was synonymous with, again, starting with um, uh, New Kids on the Block and and um, going into the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, 98 Degrees. That That is what I had in mind. But Phil immediately came back and said, "Whoa, do you think the boy bands were invented in the '90s? Like you're you're just wrong." Right. And I said, "I said, what do you mean?" And then Phil said, "Okay, so I said I, I think we can go back as far as the Beatles. I think that the the phenomenon that you're talking about existed when the Beatles went on the Ed Sullivan Show, and th- that that Beatlemania, whatever you want to call it, girls fainting, screaming." Is the same. You could you could take that, cut that right out of 1963, 64, whenever that was. I think it was 64, and and put that right into 1998, 1999, when you know the same the same reaction was happening towards Nick Carter, towards Justin Timberlake, and to me, the fact that the Beatles were were actually probably a little bit more music, or not even probably. That's they were more musically advanced or had guitars in their hands was a moot point because the the Thing at the initially what they were selling was the exact same thing that we saw with NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. So, so, and, and that that's fair. I, and for me, that so Phil and I got into a whole discussion about you know the you know this what I'm talking about specifically is this invention. It's of almost like a band as a as a brand, um, and that's this boy band craze. They were essentially. Uh, a similar thing, but just packaged in different ways. Um, and Phil w- was saying that, you know, that, that boy bands have been around forever. So, you know, this isn't a new thing, but I, I, I was more saying that this, these, this boy band craze is a culmination of all these different styles into a formula. So it's, it's more the formulaic nature of, of kind of their careers, their, uh, their, trajectory as artists, um, I think is, again, is, is more like taking a, a formula and then enacting it or putting sure. it into pop culture almost. So the Beatles is tough because as far as the form, formula back then, since I, I'm kind of considering them one of the original, there was no formula. Like with anything, like with any type of computer software, with any type of technology, anything, as it moves along, it evolves, right? It builds off of what the last version of that was. And so I think that once we got to like the late 90s, there was there was a formulaic. There was, okay, we have 40 years of boy bands, boy bands that I'm talking about, meaning uh, the Beatles, the Be- uh, the Monkees, Jackson 5, Osmonds, I consider the Beach Boys, Menundo. These are, these are things that we were going to learn from and then apply to now our current culture. And the result sounds a whole lot different. Obviously, NSYNC Backstreet Boys sounds a whole lot different from the Beach or from the right the Beach Boys or the Beatles. But you can tie that linea- lineation all the way up through those decades to where we got to today. The popularity now, I, I will give you your the credit. The popularity ebbs and flows, right? So the popularity was much more you know high in the '60s. Then they probably took a little dip in like the end of the 70s, early 80s, then towards the end of the 80s, back up into the early 90s. I'm going to separate New Kids on the Block from NSYNC in a different era. Then it dipped quickly again in the 90s and then at the end kind of came back up in like the 98 range. And so so the boy bands were always there and I'll, I'll continue to list out boy bands throughout the decades. 
but the popularity as far as the and maybe you're right to so the way that they marketed it made it so that it was just kind of the craze or the days that you're talking about can be point you can point to certain times along the you know the linear whatever time and say okay it was much more popular in these in these areas and again what i'll say is 60s yes 80s into early 90s yes 90s into 2000s yes and then we're dealing we're dealing with we're we're seeing it all again with the the whole k-pop bts era right now that you and i are probably not as much a part of but it's it's pretty prevalent and pretty as, as you as you said, it's it's like one of the most popular bands is is someone that we probably don't even I mean, in the absolutely. world. Absolutely, K-pop is one of the most popular styles in the world right now internationally. Um, but what I think, where in my head, I think the a boy band is a very specific style of music. Whereas I think you are confusing pop music with so like an all boy pop band or an all-male pop band is not necessarily a boy band. Agreed. Agreed. And that, like a super popular band. So I, I would argue that coming into the 90s, Hanson is not a boy band. Okay, so this is what I was going to bring up here on, on, on this. You do not think that Hanson is a boy band? I do not. Okay, so do you think that the Bee Gees are a boy band? No. See, my again, do, I, I don't think boy bands existed until... The late 80s or maybe, again, with New Edition, as with our research, New Edition uh, was credited in the, in the late 70s, early 80s with the kind of the invention of the style. And then there were bands, again, like New Kids, a block, New Kids on the Block in the later both, 80s. Both Boston bands, both Boston <laughs> or, or, uh, originated, by the way. We, we, always like to um, give, we always like to give a shout out to the, to the area anytime we can. Um, so, but okay. So, th- so, so this kind of pokes a hole in one of my arguments because I was going to try to set you up. I, I see so many similarities. I was going to ask you, do you think that Hanson was a boy band? I just think that that's an obvious, yes, that was a boy band. So, so I think you're missing what they're missing and what these bands with, as you say, that have guitars in their hands, they're missing out on the choreography aspect. Okay. Okay. So you're saying that as soon as that you have to add some sort of element of dance to this. Which is why I find its roots, uh, the boy band's roots, more traced back to Motown and and acts like the Temptations and the Four Tops and like more would you so. Say, would, and, you and say the the, would you say the Temptations are a boy band? No, again, dog, my understanding of the boy bands, which I'm firm on, starts in the late 80s or in the 80s and then was solidified with the boy band craze of the 90s because mm-hmm. i what i'm talking about aren't just popular bands made of all males that were popular with a female young female demographic that's not what i'm talking about boy bands again as you said written the definition they have this first off our vocal they're vocal groups so yeah. they're not necessarily playing instruments they're primarily vocal groups that are have a, a focus on choreography and are typically uh what else um uh, and they also have like so it's, it's it's almost more about the style and like the personality of the members more so than the the um the talent of the, of the the group so at some point in pop music it went away from the more the more dynamic vocal group gets the attention, and it becomes more of the personality, the bigger personalities, or the more 
accessible personalities become the popular group it could, because the formula of the music is already there. It's just plugging in the right people to make it work. So who are you crediting as the first boy band? New Edition? Uh, yes, only because of the research. Um, in my heart, in my head, I picture new kids on the block. Okay. Um, like just, just from my experiences growing up, like, so you have to think I was like five and six years old when NSYNC and, uh, five, six, seven, uh, when NSYNC and Backstreet Boys are all coming into prominence and I'm like, okay, well, what was, who was before them? Like, you know, just to kind well, of understand. Like, okay. So that, know, that's where I thought I you were I, right. That's so this is why I'm, this is why, cause I, like with a lot of these things, it's from your perspective, which is what you're seeing this, the start of something happening, right. Or the, or the, the vastness, there are these peaks that you're but talking the term, about. These are there's clear. a term boy band. There's a specific term that is boy band. Sure. And it's not, so like, so, so you wouldn't refer to any of the grunge bands of the early night, like art is Nirvana boy band, even no. though they're super popular. Right? No, no, because, because I think they're a rock band. I think that that, and I think that the Beatles eventually turned more into a rock band than a than than a, a boy band. But when they came on the scene, I don't see how you can define that as anything else. So let, let me. You mentioned the term boy band, and when we were looking this up in pre-production, it it really the the term boy band didn't come into existence as as we know it today until 1990 right so i think i can't remember who coined the term or whatever but when we looked it up that that term did not exist as, as related to uh male music groups until the 1990s and i was kind of upset by that because i now see what you mean like okay so now we're calling this genre boy bands and that's what i think what the argument that you're looking to make yep. i will counter that by saying what we have today in social media are called influencers right so we're looking at I mean, there's millions of them, but so, so, and I think you're hitting on here. So those influencers are targeting certain demographics, right? correct? Correct. Yes, and they're using social media to do that. When I'm saying that these influencers have existed our entire life, I Cindy sure. Cindy Crawford, for example, she, there's no there's no bigger influencer that I can think of than Cindy Crawford. But that that this term influence or from the 80s and 90s, but this term this term influence or influencer didn't exist until today. That's my argument. The, the term boy band may have just it, it came into... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Into the 90s, but this has been going on for, for ever since there was groups of boy bands that were targeted at female audiences. Same thing sure. with the term superstar, right? So I looked this up. The, the term superstar didn't exist until the 60s. I think Andy Warhol made it popular in the 60s. Before him, there was still Humphrey Bogards and... Charlie, there were still uh, celebrities, Elizabeth Taylor, who were very, very popular, but there just wasn't a word to describe them. You go back in time, okay, those guys were superstars. Like we just didn't have a word for it, and that's my that's my argument for the the boy band. Like just because the word didn't exist before that, or the term that we refer to it today as, doesn't mean that that type of medium or that type of group so would exist. I would argue that superstardom doesn't exist without the creation of Hollywood. Okay, so, but Hollywood was so but that, Hollywood was was around before 19, 1960. So, so what I'm saying is that I don't think that it's 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 not a chicken or the egg thing. It's like it's it's a culmination thing. So like boy bands are a culmination of all the stuff before them. Sure, you could 
ascribe aspects of them to the artists before them. But it's the, it is, again, the culmination into this style. So this style emerged from all this stuff uh, or from, from all these prior artists. Agreed. It, it, I, you, know, again, you, can, you can give attributes or ascribe some of those earlier artists' attributes as like, so the Beatles pop stardom, their, their level of popularity you could ascribe, or, or it's the same, it's compared to NSYNC and uh, Backstreet Boys. So that's where I think there, there's like, there's wires crossing for you. It's like, they have similar things, but I'm talking about the specific, like, genre of artists that emerged in this craze. So okay. it's almost like, so... Let, 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 me, let me bring it to the future now. So do you think that... The current, or I, I'm saying current, this is probably more 2010s-ish boy band peak that happened. I'm talking about the One Direction. I'm talking about the Jonas Brothers. Do you think that that's just an extension of NSYNC and Backstreet Boys? Or is that something completely different to itself? Because the range that you gave me at the beginning was saying late 80s to early 2000s. Now, this happened in the 2010s, the Jonas Brothers, One Direction. I'm sure there's a bunch of other ones that I just don't know. But like, are, is that is that just a, an extension for you, or is that its own thing itself? And all the way up to to the K-pop movement, BTS, whatever today. No, I I think they are the term, of course, as terms do, especially these days, are progressive and change. So like, what exactly? Well, that's the point I'm trying to make. Then okay, but go ahead. Sorry, go. But ahead. I'm referring to a specific time in music that refers to a specific. Um, number of groups that I'll list in sync, uh, Backstreet Boys, 98 Degrees, O Town, Take Five, <laughs> LFO, like LFO. Uh, nice. Boys to Men. I mean, there's, I can I, mean, I don't want to keep going, but there's a specific time period and there's a specific archetype to the style of music, or like there's, there's, there's just again that formula. It, it, whereas, so okay, so and, to, and to me, it to me those those ones that you just mentioned are to me is a subset, and I get why you're why you're clumping them all together. But I just I clump those as a subset. I'd, I'd include BB Mac in there, and then uh, in together as well, which was a parody, which was a parody group. But you know what, their song Calculus kind of bumped like you like. I think they, yeah. they started out in together as or to, am I saying that right together or it's in together together is it's a made for TV MTV movie about right. the the nature of boy bands and how they're formulating. But that song like, Calculus was just as good as anything else that any exactly, of these others. So it's just, it's just a formula. <laughs> All it is is music theory. Music theory is essentially formulas. There are chord progressions that are you know in. It's the the circle of fifths. Um, if you Google that, it shows you typical chord progressions that are like appealing in pop music or in rock music and Western music. Okay, and so so I I, I noticed I noticed that there's a few boy bands that that I consider boy bands during that time that you just mentioned that you, that you left off your list. I I noticed you mentioned you didn't mention Boys to Men, you didn't mention Jodeci, you didn't mention All for One. You don't you, you don't consider them boy bands of the nineties? I did mention boys to men at the end there, but I just I cut myself off. 
Um, BB Mac, I would, I'd be, the last two I didn't, to be honest, I didn't even recognize. I went through a whole, there's, you know, it's funny, just to a little quick aside is all these names are spelt with like a little <laughs> unique like right. spelling or like an asterisk it's, or like it's it's uh, not cool to have correct punctuation or, or dictation yeah, or grammar yeah. when you're coming up with these names no way that's not cool oh my god so you get you go down the whole list of them and like uh like there's like bad it's like with two d's or something yeah, like yeah, that or yeah. five is spelled or, or it's an acronym too the acronyms are big too L F O B B Mac. What we can can be considered a boy band can absolutely be extended past the time period that I'm talking about. But I'm talking about an invention, a specific period in time where there is an emergence of a style. From so your- although that style has roots, it is the specific emergence of like a fad or a, a cultural phenomenon. Gotcha. So like. So, so like maybe, you know, superstars, as you said before, were fewer and far between uh, than, than they were as, you know, in the years of Marilyn Monroe or whatever the, sure. yeah. the term got created. So maybe they're, you know, as there are more of them around, they, it begs us defining it. Uh, so then we become, come up with these niche terms that like boy band. So like, of course, bands like the Temptations before them have choreographed, uh, <clears throat> so they're dynamic vocal groups that focus on choreography not only in their uh, dancing but also in their appearance as well. So I think that's something we haven't touched on yet is like the the uh, appearance of the group. So a lot of them are either uh, many of the boy band groups in this era that I'm talking about are either uh, wearing the matching stuff or have like their own unique twist on right. a style. Here's the, like, so they're all wearing the, like the latest, uh, you know, popular, whatever, Abercrombie and Fitch, Gap, whatever. But you're, you're sure that that's the tough one. That's the sensitive one. That's the sporty one. Like, I mean, the, 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 the girl group that defined it the most was, was Spice Girls. Like they actually called themselves yes. like by what their adjective, oh. what their, like their role in the band. But yeah, there, you could, you could break it down. They tried to give each one of them this personality based off of the way that they appeared. So, so I and I'm glad you brought up Spice Girls because I want to link them into this category. We're so gonna have to do another on girl groups because I I started to go down the girl group. Uh, you but know, it's the same demographic. The, the Spice Girls weren't for. So I asked myself in this research. I said, okay, if InSync and Backstreet Boys were targeting for young girls, who was targeting us? And I, you know, it's like, well, it was romantic ideas for adolescent minds for girls. And then for us, it was like violence and right, right. And uh, aggression with with new metal and uh, some of the grunge and, and, and uh, hardcore scenes of the 90s that we were into. Like we were listening to hardcore rap and I was a Marilyn Manson kid and stuff as, you know. These were like so for girls. It was romantic ideas and like kind of like right. So almost like digestive nature, and then for us, it was just like violence. Well, they're they're just they're like, tapping into our our different hormones, basically. Like right. the it's selling hormones. off, it's selling people's emotions back to them. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's clearly the, the people who knew what to do, like the, what they were doing. These producers, they knew what they were doing, and I don't think that this was new to the '90s either. I think when they put the monkeys together. They weren't making it for 45-year-old men, right? So, so this is also what I think that <clears throat> you're like 
confusing the whole influencer thing with. I feel like influencers, like it are, uh, it's a term that has emerged with the introduction of social media, which it's it's all about selling things. Though influencers suggest that uh, um, someone's making money off of their influence, right? Yeah, correct. So yeah. that's just calling us. That's just calling it what it is. So like the, the I think the the whole the selling of, of bands and stuff in the past or who did you say the models? Um, yeah. Who was the, um, Cindy, Cro- I, think, I mean, Cindy Crawford, you could go, uh, you know, any one of those models. What from, about Magic Johnson? Sure. And, Ma- and Magic Johnson's Jordan. absolutely Michael Jordan. These are all influencers. They're, they're sure. primarily athletes, but they're influencers. So just going off what I was saying before, but because there are so many more now there begs a new term. Sure, but that doesn't mean they didn't exist before the term was created. Sure, but I don't think that they were at, in, within culture. I don't think they were looked at as that way. Counter, so sure, yes, they were. Of course, Mike they were, was an icon. They were looked at them as as artists and in, in um, and uh, and athletes and stuff. Not 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 salespeople. Yes, absolutely, sales per- people. If you don't think Michael Jordan continued to this day as a salesman. Of with, course, with, the, with the Gatorade brand, with the Nike brand, like I'm saying, back then they were selling him as an athlete. They weren't selling. That's what you wanted to be, though. Like, like that's what influencers today. Like, there's people. There's like the mom influencer. There's like the model influencer. Yes. There's the there's the athlete influencer. There's the weightlifting yep. influencer. Like, it's just more subcategorized today because you, so you can find your niche. But that's all that Jordan was. Like, every guy wanted to be cool with the hoop earring and I the think cool it's clothes and like normalizing making money off of your or branding yourself it's self-branding that's right. a newer thing uh, right i guess it's it's more defined now but i'm just saying it always and yes it's, it's more, more prevalent it's more prevalent and normalized but it it, it has existed much before the t- the term that we deemed it. it it's existed long before that that came up and and so I think- strategically too so this wasn't the first time like Michael Jordan didn't all of a sudden just say, oh, I just want to rep Gatorade. There was a team of producers and all this stuff that formulated that image. And I think that that's what we're seeing today with or, or as it relates to pop pop music and boy bands. I absolutely agree. OK, so, so but that but there was there was a group that put the monkeys together that boosted the Osmonds that, you know, that made sure that the Beatles got onto Ed Sullivan's show, right? So this is not new. This is not new, this packaging drive, and branding. The drive and the intent is different, but you're right. I totally agree. Excuse me. I totally agree that there is somebody pushing it along. And in this case, I, I know who that person was here. Yeah, so so let's get in. Do you want to get into our personal feels on, on this, Eric? Because no, I know I, we want to. The perfect segue. You just okay. set up a perfect segue for me to talk about a guy whose name is Lou Perlman. So Lou Perlman, who's now deceased um, but died in jail, um, was the founder of the Backstreet Boys as well as Sync. As well as let's see here, I have a whole list. Was he, he Manu- was he Menudo too? O Town, LFO, Take Five, Aaron Carter. Uh, he he founded all these bands. Who'd you say? I said Menudo, but it, maybe that was a little bit before his time. So he basically saw the success of um, he saw the success of the uh, new kids on the block and literally applied this formula um, to 
the Backstreet Boys first, who made it big in Europe and then the United States, actually. I didn't know that. Um, <clears throat> yep. And then uh, he found... So this guy, he, he then found InSync, who I learned today that Chris Kirkpatrick founded, the, the crazy-haired one. He's actually the founder of InSync. Oh, I didn't know that. And then they added Lance Bass on to complete the... Uh, so they added Lance Bass on to complete the the complete group because he saw he this guy Lou Perlman saw how this was working with with all these other groups and then literally it's like owning Coke and Pepsi. He owned the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and then created this rivalry, this this perceived rivalry. So do you remember the the Backstreet Boys versus Insane Absolutely. Rivalry. Absolutely. I mean, this kind of fell in line with like the TRL era, and you were either in one camp or the other. Especially, you'd, you'd see down in Times Square, there'd be literally gates separating the fandoms, right? Because it, they wanted to perceive, they wanted the perception, whereas if these two fans actually got together, then they would rip each other's hair out. And yeah, that was. Absolutely. It, it was like East Coast, West Coast, but a boy band. <laughs> right, right. Only with. 15 year old girls, which who's to, you know, we could say that that one's probably hey, who, 15 year old girls can, can do some pretty exactly, stuff. That's what I'm know. that's what yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. Don't, so don't uh, don't underestimate them, but um, but basically, this guy this guy saw how this 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 uh formula could could benefit them and and essentially went on to. He got arrested eventually for doing a crazy Ponzi scheme, but he got sued by every single band he ever represented and settled out of court. So Backstreet Boys, Insane, O Town, all these people sued him individually, and uh, he ended up stealing he could, for stealing millions from them. So he would like sell their stuff for millions of dollars and then give them ten thousand each or something like that. So they eventually threw a bunch of money, but he got caught for a Ponzi scheme outside of music and got put in jail for the rest of his life. He just sounds um, like a professional leech, right? He just... Well, yeah, he's... So a part of his charges were racketeering. So, <laughs> I mean, like, he's just, like, a straight-up... He was just finding any way to make money. But, again, so his associated acts, one more time, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, O-Town, LFO, Take 5, Natural, US 5, Jordan Knight, Aaron Carter... Innocence spelled I N N O S E N S E. My spell checker isn't finding anything wrong with that. That's that's. Uh, smiles and South Star and Solid Harmony also spelled incorrectly. All right, so I mean, a bunch of a few of those were duds, but a few of them were major, major, major groups and acts. So the fact that this guy saw and then he had hired people to write the music, of course, and uh, and then. All right, so our, let's get into NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and, and how there was this this whole feud around it. So Laura, our sister, was an NSYNC girl to oh, yeah. the core, Camp, right? I, to the point, I'd say our whole family was, but yeah, Laura started because, with No, them. because Laura was, we were, well, right? So, yeah, so I mean, that's my, that's my uh, you know, I don't know if you want to call it relationship with these boy bands or like my history with these, is that like Laura, they were, they were targeted at Laura. They were targeted at Laura's demographic. She would have all the posters. She'd have, you know, she went to the concerts. She had all the merchandise. She, the she knew the first background. first and last names, the the probably the birth dates of all of them. And you and I were just like, well, no, we're, we're over here with our, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers and our Nirvana and Bush and all that. Like, we couldn't be bothered with that. 
But as it as she kept playing it and playing it and playing it, it I have to admit my experience is that the music kind of grew on me and I, I hated it at the time, but I've come to accept it obviously that that this was something that was I don't know if it was good music, but it was catchy and no, I, I, I think by their second album in, or by Insane's second album, I think we all came around. So yeah. uh, the album was called um, No Strings, no Strings Attached. Attached. Yep. Yep. And it was massive yeah. when it came out. Huge. Every radio station was playing it through. People were buying multiple copies. And there was actually some like like more uh, like like more uh, diverse song choices. Like there was some more like what was seen at the time as like dancey or progressive stuff. Um, so I think like the fact that they weren't just a one stop like a one album and then they were gone type of band too was another kind of solid. And then the Backstreet Boys released Millennium at the same time, right? If you remember, with two huge albums. Like it, they kind of defined the years in music a lot surrounding them because it was it was impossible to ignore both of those albums coming out. The thing you're right. I think it may, I wish I wrote down the actual albums. I, I was reading an article. I think No Strings Attached was the second most popular one album, singular album from a boy band or from what this article defined as a boy band of all time. Um, mm -hmm. And I think number one was the Jackson 5 album, but I'd have to check that. Anyways, um, I'll, I'll get into some stats later, but yeah. So when you were, when, once you finally caught on, because I know you're a music guy, did you just be, just, did you just kind of give in, just be like, I can't fight the formula anymore? Or did you really break this down and just be like, this is actually good music? I have recently, another thing that inspired this podcast is I recently went through NSYNC's discography and uh, and there's not a ton of great stuff through it. There's a few, <clears throat> but no, it was for me, what sold me first was MTV. I was an MTV kid mm -hmm. and the music videos, we, we can't not talk about music videos when we're talking about boy bands because a music video was just as important as a good song. Right. It was basically, mm -hmm. a, like you said, an ad for the album, you know, building their uh, a vehicle to build their brand. But the, the, where MTV was during the time, it defined what pop culture was for our age group. And, and the, the making of the videos and stuff, they were putting millions and millions of dollars into these single videos. So there were these huge productions, which I found interesting as well, which gave you insights into the band and stuff, or into the, the band, the book, the boy band. Uh, so anyways, there was, it became a, a whole cultural movement. This is what I'm saying. This It wasn't just, and why I would, I don't think I did, I've done this on the air yet, but I would compare it to the, the boy band craze in the '90s is is our life in our lifetime is the only thing comparable to the Beatles' uh, uh, British invasion of the '60s. Okay, okay. So I, we talked about this in the opening. I would say the grunge movement and the hip hop movement for me were were just as big, but maybe not for me, a, from a yeah. for, for maybe not at a universal scale. And I'll go I'll go one step further. For personally, for me. When, once I got to college, I really got into like the electronic scene too, which I'm still into today. Again, I recognize it's not as huge as the Beatles and the and the bands, but I think that there's been more than one revolution since the Beatles. But it, it was this crying in the stands, like people just going berserk over the, uh, a couple of boys. Like I don't think we have experienced that since or before. Before. I mean, people of Mike, course. Maybe were Michael ja Michael Jackson. I can think of. Yeah. Yes, but that's before our 
you know, like the emergence right. of Michael Jackson was before our time. I would definitely, if if I was born when Michael Jackson was was coming to as a solo artist was coming out, then yeah, then he would be it. But uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what? Why is that funny? I'm just saying it's it's a good thing you weren't born when Michael Jackson was coming. <laughs> up. So that that's. <laughs> Dude, that that music is is timeless. I'm sorry. Whatever. Let's, so so getting to <laughs> you got me almost up now. Thinking about coming up. On I'm sorry. Jet. You like you, you laid it out there. Let's continue on. So no, but so, yeah, the errors are very similar. And then the the audience reacting, the female audience reacting to a group of a boy band or whatever, right, is you can't help but compare the two. Again, going back to my argument of the definition of boy band, I think you're making my case, but I agree with what you're saying. You straight up took me for a loop as, as you put me in that Michael Jackson mode. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't anticipating time. But so I, I do want to touch on some, again, some personal experiences real quick as before we get out. So we, you know, said Laura is a huge NSYNC fan. And actually, NSYNC was my first concert. Really? Yes. Oh, uh, that's so it wasn't the first concert that I chose to go to. I think it was actually you. Dad was taking you to hoop camp that, that weekend. So he, Dad couldn't take care so of me. Are, are you saying he, I was off to go shoot hoops and you were off to go to see a boy band? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I can, I can now I can admit this confidently. I'm com- comfortable enough with myself. Uh, so the, the opening, it was Bewitched and Pink were the opening acts. And then sync was the main liner at Foxborough Stadium. So at wow. least I was going to Foxborough. Yeah. Um, okay. Sadly, All right. So so anyways, I went with, it was me, Mom, Bridget Daly, Laura Daly, Conley Burns, and Aunt Claire might have been there as well. But anyways, it was my first show, and I got to say, man, it was an awesome spectacle. Pretty like true. the yeah. age rose up They were when they were doing... Uh, one of their songs is like, uh, oh, the cowboy song. It's like a futuristic cowboy song. Space Cowboy uh, or something like cowboy. that. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the stage rose up and stuff. And literally girls bawling all around me. It was oh, insane. That's my first concert experience. And that was like, it was a, it left them. I mean, I had a lot of memories from it. Um, and that, that's a football stadium. That's the old Schaefer Foxborough Stadium. That's that's like an eighty thousand person venue. Like that's pretty. So, right, exactly. This is this is how it's from the fourth row. We were in the hundred and forty fourth <laughs> row. So this is how I can say this is applicable to the jerks. But anyways, um, so so that was obviously left a huge impact on me. Um, but it also and talk about personal stories. Uh, has a I know it has a in sync specifically as a near and dear. Uh, there's a near and dear story to your high school experience. So you're, um, I think you're referring to the video that me, Banks, and Cook did. Like, yeah, okay. So I, I mean, we yeah, just did a parody. So uh, it, was, it was just a, for videography class. We did a, a music video of uh, "Drive Myself Crazy." I can't remember exactly what the name of the word or the name of the song was, but you know the the sync song "Drive Myself Crazy." We we yeah. we parodied we parodied. The, Parody the that. song is drive myself crazy parentheses thinking of you. Yeah. So that's that's what we did. But it was it was kind of for a gag. We were at the time I don't think we had realized that we loved the music. But as time has gone by, yeah, we look back at that and we're just like, oh man, that's Did anyone still have that video? I would love to get my hands on it. I think it's up at the lake. Either that or you and your homies recorded over it. I Cook no. might ha- Cook might have it. Maddie Cook might have it. I talked. That about would it. be awesome. So essentially, what it is is so the song is about 
the five boys going crazy over specific girls. So they chose five girls opposite. No, it was three and three. We ended up just doing three and three. Three three. So anyways, they're all acting out the videos. But that just shows how popular and how it was it was unavoidable. It was like the 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 wave of boy bands was like that's why I'm saying it seeped through into not just the the target demographic. It was big. It was well bigger than that. Like I, totally, it had a huge it was, impact. You couldn't. Me. You couldn't avoid it. You couldn't avoid it. And I think so, T- TRL and MTV, like you said before, definitely booster that. So have I swayed you at all in terms of it in your definition of a boy band? Because let's now now we're going to get into some of our favorites. Yeah, like or some of our you know our honorable like. What it, the fun of it, just the music. I, th- and, I think here on this podcast, you have more succinctly made your argument. And so what I'll give you is that you have, I think we are both talking about the same thing, but you are, yours is more of a subset of what my definition is. And though I disagree, I respect it, Doug. And you put it so clearly that, that uh, I got to give you credit. And I do, I understand where you're coming from. I think a, a big part of your argument is the whole choreographed dancing part of it and the, the actual term and era. But I'm saying it's existed before. It's going to continue to exist. 40 years ago, 40 years from now, we'll have this pod again, and it's just going to look a little bit different. But that, that boy band is at its essence going to be the exact same thing, which we heard from, from the Wikipedia uh, but I didn't well, expect I us to convince. I didn't expect us to convince each other that the other one was right. But I totally heard you. Um, that, I'm uh, I'm almost speechless. But uh, <laughs> it's, that's that's rare as a younger brother, guys, to hear that. Um, but I I do know what you're saying in terms of the target. So like they they're each targeting and stimulating a, a similar feeling, or you know they they're doing similar things. But what I again, where I wanted to get, which is again, you know, our uh, our in sync Backstreet Boy rivalry in the in our in our heyday with the with the with boy bands is that that's more my opinion of, or my view of them. Is, is I hear that. you. I hear you. And anyone our age would probably understand where you're coming from. Um, so let's let's get into some of these facts here. So I mentioned that the it, the no strings attached was the second single album I want to go band by band through through the, the top 10 uh, the way that I define the, the success probably doesn't apply to today with streaming services but albums sold per band and this doesn't mean the specific album this is just their complete body of work albums going from 10 and to 10 to 1 is this a, is this a uh, an, an installment of Phil's facts uh, yeah I mean if you want to yeah cue that intro music <laughs> It's Phil's facts. All right, nice. The, all right, so number 10 is Jonas Brothers, who sold a total of 17 million albums. Next is BTS. So this is the uh, K-pop, the most popular K-pop band of today. They to- sold 20 million. I bet you if you go on their streaming services, it's probably amounts... It, there's, it's hard to correlate but they've probably surpassed all of these numbers that i'm talking about now but as far as physical albums sold 20 million westlife which i was shocked to see on here sold 55 million i think probably more popular overseas again than they were over here um this list had boys to men listed at 60 millions uh that's our number seven number six number three through six are all at 70 million and that's the osmonds in no particular order, New Kids on the Block, 
One Direction, and NSYNC, all with 70 million tied at third. Second is Jackson 5 at 75, 75 million, the, the last for 70 million, not 75. And that's the Jackson 5 at 75 million total albums. And do you care to guess who the number one is? I think we've talked about them today. Backstreet Boys? The Backstreet Boys were number one at 100 million. And I think that's attributed to they didn't stop in 1998 or they didn't stop in 2002. I think they briefly separated and then got back together 100 reunion tours and they've had probably four or five albums since their heyday. Uh, which I, I think, personally think their music holds up better than NSYNC. So like I said, I've revisited some of this, uh, some of their, both of their music um, recently and... Yeah, that, there's of course some bangers from NSYNC, but like back <laughs> bangers. Uh, bangers. No, from but all three albums from or the core albums from the Backstreet Boys. I love how I'm talking about them like they're like this prolific, but the core albums of the Backstreet Boys. The Impo- impossible to ignore. We'll just put it that way. But like Black and Blue, that third album of theirs was actually like there's some like really solid writing on it. The Call. Um, you're you're a big The Call guy. The Call. I, oh, that's right. The uh, Hey, baby! My battery's low. My battery's low. (laughs) AJ. That was like the rise of AJ in like the bad boy scene. So like, okay, quick quiz. Can you name all five Backstreet Boys? Uh, I think I can. Do Uh, it, go. So there's Brian, Nick, Howie, AJ, and Kevin. Kevin. Kevin was the bass. Yep. That's sad that I remember that, but... Hey, if, nope. if it was worth a trivia question, if that was if that was in trivia, then I'd I'd have to speak my truth there too. So no, I mean I got I got the InSync boys. All right, you Joey, go with InSync, yeah. Joe or JC, actually in this order: Justin, JC, Lance, Joey, and Chris. Those are your favorites to least favorite. I think the talent wise, okay, like, but so that was the thing about the boy bands. There was always kind of one core member. That they was shaped around. Well, and, you agree? And yeah, that's that's kind of uh, that's another thing I wanted to kind of bring out of this. So much like the Beatles, who Paul went on with with Wings, um, George Harrison had his sing- solo career, and obviously John John with Imagine um, and other other projects that they did. I I think I got into them or a lot of these boy bands after they became solo artists. So I thought that Timberlake's solo albums, at least the first two or three. Were much I like those much more than I oh, liked yeah. like the yeah, Timberland and Pharrell doing his beats. So uh, yeah, they're a lot better. Um, same thing with uh, I. This is kind of more modern day, but the One Direction couldn't tell you one One Direction song, but I, I kind of got into the Harry Styles uh, last CD, whatever that was called. I was just listening to it came up on Spotify. I'm like, damn, I wish I didn't like this so much, but I did. I think that those lead guys were the lead guys for the for a purpose because they were I think the most talented. Yeah, and that, that's, again, kind of the part of the makeup of that formula, which we didn't dissect the formula as much. So so, so the formula to me is that, like, and there's that core member, and then there is, like, there's the, I think you we touched on a little bit, the the backup talented one, so, like, the pretty boy, the the, the shy one, and the, the base, the base, uh, vocal is usually like his they give him his own personality right. for some reason right like but he's also the like, bass guy is it's it's the same thing with the voice to men the bass guy is is prevalent but when it comes to like signing autographs and being in the music video he's always in the back you always got to keep yeah. him in the back 
He's just like the chill one for some reason. <laughs> right, right. He could never be the star. Hey, you were a bit. You were the bass player in a lot of your bands. Did you feel? Did you feel that way? Uh no, no. That's that's a different thing. Being a bass player is. Uh, I considered myself. Me and Sammy were always in it together, like in that percussion pocket. Although Zach, you know that. That's no, I never felt that way. Well, I mean, going it, to going to your shows, you were being always... a bass player is much different than being a bass a singer in an or like in a vocal band. Like <laughs> that's a completely different role. That <laughs> like, your your personality was different. not someone who was going to be standing in the back anyway. So it was no, I wanted to be in the mix. Yeah. I definitely wanted to be in the mix of things. So I was going to say, me and Sammy had our percussion pocket, but me and Zach were always or Ty or whoever. Like we're always. We're always mixing it up too. So I, but no, I, I, I again, going back to that, uh, that formula, um, I having those, those, I think, again, I want to touch on style because those personalities and the style of it all, I think was almost more important than the music. So we touched on so much of the music, but the style and the, the presentation and the way that it was, was packaged essentially okay. was, is, 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 is just as big as the music, I think. So I've, I've got an exercise here for you. Is, are they a boy band or not? And I think okay. I, I think I know what you're going to say about the first... I'm ready to put my foot in my mouth, too. Because Go ahead. I think I know what you're going to say about the first two. Um, but I Because I took them out of the air that you're talking about. But is Jackson 5 a boy band? That's a, so this is one where I, you... Because everything that you're t- telling me about know, a modern day boy band, these guys had. I know, I know. Um, that's the only one from the past that I feel like you could have probably swayed me and be like, yeah. It's... So the, where the distinction is with them is their family band. So that's where the Osmonds as well. I wouldn't consider just because they're an all male band. I don't think makes them a boy band. Okay. And also, so the Jacksons also weren't targeting, I think, a specific female demographic. Like, they were just a part of, like, Motown soul, like, or, you know, R&B and soul. Like, Debatable. Like, I don't think they were Motown. Yeah. Jackson 5 is Motown. They were? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, at least on paper, everything that, we, that you defined in yours could apply to the Jackson 5, with the exception, you're right, I don't think I'd seen too many screaming So I'm going to say no, girls. but that is definitely the best argument for your... Um, for your I, I would say the monkeys yeah. probably are, but we, that's not on my list here. Um, so again, I think you said before another one, is this a boy band? You said no, the Bee Gees... I was going to no. make the tie to Hanson. I think that there's so many similarities. It sounds silly saying that, but I think that there's so many similarities between the Hanson yeah. and the Bee Gees. Um, mm. All right. What about 112? Uh, nice. No, I don't. Same with Drew Hill. I wouldn't Drew Hill. Drew Hill is another one I was going to ask you about. You do not consider... Drew, you don't consider Drew Hill... Drew Hill are R&B vocal groups. That's different than a boy band. Okay. What about Savage Garden? Savage Garden, no, um, because same with like Goo Dolls and, and um, Savage few, Savage Garden's different than Goo Goo Dolls. I know, I know, I know, but it's more. It's would you, almost would you consider Savage a rock band? Would you consider them a rock, Savage Garden a rock band? Yeah, what are they? Um, they're like this. 
they were like easy listening of the 90s, but it wasn't, I, I didn't even know they were a band. I just pictured the one guy, to be honest. Yeah, I think it was, there's two of them in there. So, uh, anyway. No. Uh, and they obviously weren't creating all of their own music because it was just the two. Uh, so speaking of a two-man boy band, my last one here, would you consider Wham a boy band? No. Because I honestly only know George Michael from it anyways. There's another guy in there. I, I should have looked up who the other guy was called, but I think I would consider Wham a boy band. All right. That's so it. where you where you, where you you could have put my foot in the mouth are Jackson 5 as well as uh, the Jonas Brothers. I, I think Drew Hill is more of a boy band than you think, but just go back and... No, it's, those are... The, Drew Hill's still around, firstly. And they're an R&B. They're more like gospel, honestly. Okay. R&B and gospel more so than... Than they are a boy band. Sure, they have some choreography, but jazz. They're some choreography. Some choreography. That all yeah. they did. All they jazz did was too big. Jazz is putt can back me up on this. Jazz is way too big to be moving around. <laughs> jazz is. Is that a guy he's from Drew Hill? He's the bass singer. He's just he's a big boy. But anyway, but Cisco is the main man that it was based around. No, Drew Hill is not. In one twelve, there is R and B. Vocal bands are different than boy bands. Okay. I mean, so in, hey, this, in this, where was the all, line is, this is all subjective, so I, I can't say that you're right or wrong. Where right. the line fades is boys to men. And where I, I think boys to men makes their way into the boy band um, section or genre is their intention. Like they're, so they were tar- their target demographic. Okay. I, I don't think they were going for. This is tough. It's right on the line. That right. Boyz II Men is the line of of R and B vocal group and boy band. That's that's the line for me. Right, All right. There. Well, that's way far away from the line. I think that they're square in the middle, if not towards the upper echelon of this boy band craze days, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. All right, so I think that that's pretty much it. Do you have any other boy band knowledge you wanted to drop on us? Or I think we've we've definitely defined how we thought about it. We've gone through all of the all of the bands in the past, or at least the ones that were prevalent to us. I'm sure we've missed some, so that's what we got the social media and, and Instagram for. What else? Anything? Anything? Any final thoughts on boy bands? Um, uh, I I really again looking over my notes, I really want Spice Girls to somehow be in there, but I know that it's not a boy band, but it's literally. The formula is is the same. The demographic is the same. The it's all so close. The only difference is it's females. Like, yeah. But it's really the same. It's it's the right era. It's the right style of music. It's uh, well, dog. Know, I think it, it's 2020, 2022. We can retroactively, honorably give them an honorable. They were part of the boy band era, which yeah, even though they you. weren't boys. Yeah, I feel a lot better about that. Okay. Thank you, Doug. You're, you're welcome. All right, you know, this, is, this has really been a cathartic experience to hear my older brother say that I'm right. That didn't... That, know, whoa, 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 right. whoa, 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 <laughs> Well, okay, whatever will help you sleep tonight, Doug. Whatever... All I know is that this was a good time and would love to hear what everyone else's favorite boy bands out there, anyone that we missed, um, and just kind of continue the discussion there. So... Oh. My last, I so my last little bit here. If In Sync is Al or is uh, George Bush, Backstreet Boys is Clinton, then Ninety Eight Degrees is Native, <laughs> right? Is that not right? Is that that's like kind of was the feeling of the the boy band trifecta? Like, 
Yeah, he's up the ranks. Separate tier, separate tier. Or it's like, so like, it's InSync is Coca Cola, Backstreet Boys or Pepsi, and the ninety eight degrees is like Diet Right. RC Cola, yeah, I can, RC I, Cola, yeah. I'll give that's you essentially. That. So that's the that's my comparison for how uh, <laughs> the the tier system. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. This was fun. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> ba, ba.